0: This is Single in the City with Laura Balada on Talk Radio AM 640.
1: I'm Laura Bellotta, your host. Tonight, we are discussing dating as a single parent. In 2016, about 1.62 million single-parent families were living in Canada, compared to 1.47 million in 2006. Single-parent families, as you can see, are on the rise, and this is a very important topic to tackle. Returning to the dating scene is tricky enough, but even more intimidating after a divorce and even more difficult when there are kids involved. Today, we are going to answer questions about everything from fitting in as a single parent, how to introduce your kids to a new love interest, and getting back into the dating scene. My co-host today is Sandra Carusi, host Mm -hmm. of Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM640 and the executive producer of this show. And Sandra is also a single parent. Yes, I am. So she has a lot to say today, not that she doesn't have any other. <laughs> <Shocker>. <laughs> and our panel guests are Joanna Siddell, a child and family therapist who has worked extensively with families impacted by separation and divorce, and Chris Simpson, who found out that being a single dad allowed him to be a better dad. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome, welcome.
2: Thank you. First
1: off, I want to awesome. say, Chris, I found you through Facebook, through Mutual Friends, and you look exactly like you do on Facebook in person, and that's a good thing to see because a lot of people don't look like their pictures.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Facebook is the new real book. In my <laughs> case, I guess, right? So thank goodness for that.
1: Yes. Okay, Joanna, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your practice and what you do. Okay, so I am an
3: individual, um, couple, and family therapist, and I specialize in separation and divorce. I'm a custody and access assessor. Um, And I help people um, create parenting plans after they separate, um, which is their map and their journey um, about how to parent their children. And single parenting comes up a lot in the parenting plans and how you're gonna make it work um, for each individual parent as they're parenting their children.
1: And then you're gonna refer all those single people to me, right? I will,
3: absolutely, (laughs) because you know, there's nothing better than than finding yourself and, and
1: dating after going through a separation. And Chris, tell us a little bit about your background. I know that you're separated or divorced.
2: Yeah, so I've been uh, separated now for two years. And uh, what a journey it has been. Actually, I've got more of a backstory. I'm a recovered alcoholic and addict as well. I've been clean now for almost six years. So that's when I started to wake up and uh, and that led to uh, another traumatic point in my life where, you know, my belief systems of what a, a family was, what a marriage was, was completely shattered, obliterated, and I had to rebuild. And uh, it's been a, a really transformative experience. And, and it's just not not within, you know, my um, uh, my relationships, for example, or with my family, with my children. It's also, it's really um, went into the rest of my life, my career. Like everything has changed. Everything is better. And I would have never thought it would have turned out this way.
4: Mm-hmm. So there is life after divorce. Mm-hmm. And Sandra, you have two young kids mm-hmm. yourself. As a single parent, I have to agree with Chris. It gets better. You have more enriched Uh, relationships and now I don't know Chris is it because we had struggling relationships that we couldn't focus on our kids because I never want to make it seem bad for the people who are married and and say well your relationship with your kids isn't as close as mine because I'm divorced you know it's not what I'm trying to say it's actually I'm just trying to evaluate because I know mine got better and actually same with my ex-husband and the kids because you're forced to spend the one-on-one time mm. when you're with a family you're always splitting splitting but when they're with dad they're just with dad and they have just a one-on-one relationship right and then That's the same right. with me
2: yeah I wasn't the primary caregiver and uh, you know I got lazy in that aspect mm-hmm. of, of the relationship uh, of the parenting relationship and of course yeah now it's me myself and I I gotta show up mm-hmm. but and- were you
1: lazy because that was something that you expect, expected the woman to do, was to raise the kids and take I care of them. I think you fall
2: and into roles. And that's exactly what I did. I was the breadwinner. Uh, I own a fitness club up in Woodbridge. So, you know, that took up a lot of my time. It consumed me. I let it consume me. And of course, there's somebody there, right, to take the fallout. And, mm-hmm. and that was my ex-wife.
1: So, Joanna, back to you. What are some of the struggles of single parenting? Well, I I think that it's a,
3: it is a struggle. It's a diff, It's a difficult thing to do. You are you are that person um, to carry the burden of responsibility for your children. You are the decision maker, making those day to day decisions. Um, and it gets tough. You experience fatigue. There's mm. very little time for caring for yourself and self care, and you can burn out. Um, so there's a lot of responsibility, a lot of tasks and demands that go with them being a single parent, and there's a huge financial Mm -hmm. burden, huge financial Mm -hmm. stress that families experience, especially living in Toronto, you know, with the increasing real estate that's coming up a lot right now. Well, you go
4: from dual income, one house to two homes, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people get financially devastated from the spousal support and child support. Uh, But one thing I want to mention, uh, you mentioned, Joanna, and Laura, this is I know is. this is going to resonate. Just to clarify, a lot of my friends were like, wow, you get time on your own. You get like two to three days off a week. Wow, like that's so lucky of you. And that's what they think single parenting is like, I'm going to live la vida loca, Um, which it sounds and looks on the appearance that, you know, Chris is nodding his head that we have all this time on our own. But those are the times we've got to clean the house and do everything that there's no partner like we're managing one house by ourselves now and so you got to do all this other and stuff and you're catching up mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
1: how about Chris what were some of the struggles that you what are some of the struggles that you may have as being a single
2: parent yeah so I am an entrepreneur uh, I'm an author and I actually wrote my book while I was uh, in this single parent situation the
1: all-inclusive diet yes nice cover right. by the way love thank it thank you <laughs> thank you
2: so um, what I found is that when I'm with my kids I'm with my kids and I used to let work always creep in if it's you know something Something simple as picking up my phone, for example, or working on an email or a project. I can't do that anymore when I'm with my kids. Um, and if I do, there's two things that are going to happen. First of all, the house is going to be a disaster. There's going to be more cleanup afterwards. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I've got all this guilt and shame because I've only got, you know, half the time with my children. And that's precious because I miss them. When they leave. So I, I can't go there anymore because of the tremendous guilt and shame that I feel afterwards if I'm, I'm not present with them when I'm with them.
1: Now, how old are your kids?
2: Seven and 11.
1: Okay, so they're still young. Yes, they are. So you might have a little bit more time when they start getting into the teenage years.
2: Yeah, but here's the other pressure. Mm -hmm. I've heard that when they are teenagers, Mm -hmm. they're not going to want to spend time with me. Yeah. So, you know, there's that anxiety that I have subconsciously that I need to spend even more time with them now because that's not going to be available in the future.
1: I see. Okay, we'll be back after this message. You're listening to Single in the City on Talk Radio AM 640.
0: Now, back to Single in the City with Laura Bellotta on Talk Radio AM 640.
1: You're listening to Talk Radio AM 640. We're discussing single parent dating with Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes, Joanna Siddell, a family therapist who specializes in separation and divorce, and Chris is here to give us his insight and experience with being a single parent. So, Joanna, uh, what advice can you offer parents as they're adjusting to their new single status? Because it must be so difficult. So the number
3: one thing I'm going to say is don't feel guilty. Chris, don't feel guilty. Don't feel guilty. I get it. It's about (laughs) the quality of the parent-child relationship, not the quantity. And it's very important to remember that. The way you relate to your children and the secure attachment you develop with your children is far more meaningful than spending 100% 100% of time with the, your children. Mm-hmm. And when you do have a break, you need that break because you need to rejuvenate yourself and give the children the best of you, the best part of you. Mm-hmm. So that's a really important thing to recognize. Um, you know, you, you you need to find time for yourself. You need, you know, as a single parent, you you, you need to find friendships. And I encourage everyone to go find friendships and, and community where they can Um, build relationships and and have adult time even around their children.
4: I find I needed um, other single parents, Mm -hmm. uh, predominantly moms, to get each other's back, first of all. And I could imagine, Chris, you need other single dads. I always encourage my ex-husband, deal with other single dads. You could go and take the kids together to do stuff. Which the is best support? right?
1: The best, support. yeah. But guys, guys don't really hang out with guys. So I know, much, right, Chris?
2: It's true, yeah. And and I did definitely connect with some single dads, and that definitely helped. Uh, they ended up being um, what, what would you call them? Uh, sessions of. Um, we say bitch sessions. Yeah. We can say <laughs> yeah, that. You yeah, can. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to come up with some other word. About but... this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not PJ thirteen. Okay, perfect. So um, yeah, that's that's basically what I found those to be. So it was great to vent, but at the same time, I really really wanted to move on. So I, I needed yeah. uh, I needed more connection, actually, with other woman I really did and and that's what led me into dating yeah. that's right mm-hmm.
1: but did you wait because i think you know you're supposed to take your time to date um and i w- before we get into that though joanna i had i wanted you to continue with with that like how about getting back to self love what, what can you say about that getting back to
3: self love you got to take care of yourself and and not only that but you have to recognize that after you separate from a spouse um or a partner there's a grieving process That you need time to heal and you need time to get back into it. And we often, I often have clients come into my office and say, Why do I feel like this? And I always say, Don't worry. This feeling is temporary. You won't always feel like this, um, but you've got to give yourself time to heal. And for some people, it takes one to three years to settle mm-hmm. from all the conflict and the hurt feelings um, that, that surround separation and divorce. And the anger. So, so many people are angry. What They're, do you say mm-hmm. to those people? They're so angry. And that's something I specialize in my practice is high conflict separation and divorces. They are stuck they're inflexible. They are not able to get over some part of the relationship. And unfortunately, it comes out in the co-parenting relationship.
4: And yeah. the child
3: really feels it. The child is really impacted by that.
4: You know, my, my uh, therapist, when uh, we split, I forced uh, my ex to go to this psychologist together. And she said, you have to pick, do you, what? do you love your kids or hate your ex? Which one more?
3: That's the best because, line.
4: Right? Because you Love can't it. do both. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that my ex was really angry because mm-hmm. I initiated the divorce process. And you know, you have to come full circle. This is not... And then him making comments to the kids like, oh, mommy doesn't want me here. She wants me on the street. <laughs> No need. Like, I don't want to throw them under a bus, but too late. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's but, not like this, you've never done it before. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but that's so important because that's when the kids... You're only hurting your kids when you do that. And I, I don't know why parents lose sight of this and they bring their kids into the battle. You're you're hurting the kids. I don't know why parents do that and they start uh, complaining to the kid about the parent, the ex-parent.
1: I see that so often and I can't stand that. And why do they do that, Joanna? Because they're angry. Because mm-hmm. they're angry. They're they're caught up um
3: in sorry, they're caught up in this anger and this deep grief. And what advice can you give to those parents? Because I think this is important. It needs to stop because a separate it's not the divorce or the separation that's harmful to the children it's the conflict mm-hmm. even the subtle conflict that breaks the spirit <laughs> of the child thank you put your child first allow them to have a meaningful relationship and feel safe loving mom and loving dad and loving whatever other members or relatives love them because children need a lot of love
4: yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. If I can just add, yes. I think that we need to get rid of the conflict and the conflict is in the courtrooms, right? It's the legal conflict. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you when that was over for me, wow. It's like that storm just dissipated and it was clear skies. All of a sudden, I had this relationship I never thought that I could have with my ex. Mm -hmm. And then the children can really um, have that space that they need where they don't sense any conflict anymore. Some
4: divorce lawyers stir it up, by the way. And just because I had one, I had to fire one because he wanted to go to court. I didn't want to go to court. And they want to create the conflict because they've optimized dollars that way. It's $10,000 a day to be in court, right, Chris? Chris winced when I said that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Chris, you mentioned to me that this transition from being married to being single and understanding the dating landscape was very difficult for you Uh, because it's changed so much. I I think you were married uh, for 16 years. That's right. Okay. So I think this is a common issue for so many people. And we're going to hear from Chris right after the break. Advice and insights on dating and relationships. This is Single in the City on Talk Radio AM 640.
0: You're listening to Single in the City with Laura Bellotta on Talk Radio AM 640.
1: You're listening to Talk Radio AM 640. Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes is here along with Joanne, Joanna Sidel, a family therapist who has worked extensively with families impacted by separation and divorce, and Chris, a single parent who found out that being a single dad allowed him to be a better dad. Uh, we're discussing dating as a single parent. And before the break, uh, I asked Chris a question, and Chris is going to answer it.
2: I was scared, and you can fill in that blank there. That's (laughs) that's how I approached this new landscape, which was completely foreign to me. You know, I'd uh, dated for a year, was engaged for a year, so you got eighteen years of not Mm -hmm. being in that type of geography, and it's changed so much.
1: Did you hide your profile when you were online dating?
2: (laughs) Well, let's talk about online dating because that's what I was afraid of.
1: I think everybody is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So here's me, and this is how I approach everything in my life. Um, I'm in my basement. It's it's Friday night, and I just had enough. I, I'm depressed, and I just want to connect with 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 other people. I, I really want to get into a new relationship, and um, I'm looking at all of the opportunities. And I don't drink. I don't want to go to nightclubs. And then there's this online dating that wasn't there 18 years ago. Mm, right. So I went and I did all of this research. I read a book. I got a dating coach. I um spent. <laughs> I did? I spent a good weekend on my profile, my dating profile. To, to make it as best as I could. But that was just my fear of getting in. But I knew I had to get in. And I knew that that was the only way in today's age to to get myself out there. Because again, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to be going to nightclubs.
4: Joanna, I, would, I just want to ask you, that transition, because I think you go from the coupling to uncoupling feeling. Mm-hmm. So you've been in a, a, I was married for that many years too, or something like that. And to feel single again, it's a feeling, right? And that takes a long time. Like, so what, Can someone do... Because it's so awkward, like Chris is talking, like you're so alone, you don't even know what to do. What can you do to make it easy, that transition?
3: Well, well, I think the loneliness is something that people struggle with the most. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a, you know, I think what Chris did was, you know, really commendable. Like, you know, go for it. Go for the things you need to go for. Go for the online dating. Go for the casual dating. Um, Do a real self-examination of yourself. How would you like to re-enter the dating world? and how would you like to be in a new relationship what didn't work in your past relationship you don't want to bring that into any new relationship Bingo, bingo
1: I like, bingo. I like dating important. coach
4: I like Laura's a dating coach Laura do you got a lot of people right after their divorce single parents I don't actually I don't get a lot of people coming right out of divorce but and they I need get it most pe-
1: no because I don't think that you should be dating as soon as you come out of a relationship mm-hmm. as Joanna said uh, Joanna said previously you should be spending time on yourself getting back to self-love things that you love like and and what she just said what worked with your past relationship what didn't you know what do you want to see for your future those are all important things so I don't see a lot of people uh that are just coming out of uh you know divorces and stuff I don't see a lot of those type of we people. need
4: the most th- yeah. those though who does? Well, the ones coming out of divorce. I, well, I don't, well I don't think you should yeah. be dating. So I yes. think that, again, you yeah. should be
1: spending time on yourself. I think a therapist would make mm-hmm. more sense yeah. for yes. coming right out of divorce. That self-examination is key. Right,
4: you need to learn, relearn yourself. Right, and what mistakes I made in the marriage, because we want to blame the other one. And I made a point, right? I needed both of
1: you are to blame, not just one. Because
4: I don't want to repeat the patterns. Otherwise, what am I doing here? I could have stayed with him. And a lot of people, I think, Joanna, you would agree. I think they end up getting to another relationship right away, that ends up being exactly like the first. They look different than their first spouse. They act different, but it's the same person. The pattern is there. Correct.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people, their motive, you have to examine your motivations for getting back out mm-hmm. into the dating world, right? Are you lonely? Are you, are, do you want a surrogate family? I mean, what is mm-hmm. your motivation date for dating? I mean, one of the biggest motivations is companionship. And that's mm-hmm. a good motivation.
4: Chris, did you break your pattern or did you end up dating girls like your ex?
2: Um, I definitely broke my pattern, and um, wow, yeah, yeah, I did <laughs> actually. I, I did, but one thing that I I did find because I got back into the the dating game, if you want to call it that, quite early. It only been maybe about uh, six months, actually. So I can see Laura cringing over there. Needs, no, man, I'm,
1: I'm <laughs> cringy.
4: physical needs. We gotta, I talk to you about this all the time. You yeah, never let me date. Physical needs, okay. I got things to do. I there, know. there is there,
2: there's, <laughs> there's 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 power in sexual energy. There, Jesus. there really is, and How and that, and, that, and that power, it it transmutes through your entire life. It, it yeah. transmutes into your, yeah, but you your career. You don't want to carry and,
1: that, especially if you're not over that hurt. You don't want to carry that baggage over well, to Laurie, the new person. It's not fair to the new person, you're right. right, Joanna? I, I agree with Stick that. Stick up for me. Oh, I, I really Joanna. agree. You, <laughs> I mean, point, I can Laura.
3: understand the need to connect with somebody physically and intimately, there is a big need for that. Um, and that's the beginning phase of the dating relationship. That's where casual dating comes in, right? And, you know, I don't think you have to be as self-reflective and as emotionally ready when you hit the casual stage. But when you're ready to commit, you better be emotionally healthy.
1: Okay, so now uh, you think you're ready, you're out there dating, you're like, okay, I met someone special. Um, what are some Some things to consider before you introduce them to your kids, Joanna. Well, that is a whole
3: other ballpark. Um, Hear me out when I say take it slow. Take it. It's gradual. You can fall in love with somebody. You can date somebody. They don't need to be introduced to your children yet. Give it time. Make sure it's not a casual relationship. Make sure that that partner, that new love interest is here to stay. And I often recommend with my counseling clients a period of eight months to a year before the introducing to a new partner. Because Joanna,
1: what are the consequences when you you introduce this partner to your kids too early. The consequences are endless. <laughs> but, um, you know, you can cause a rupture,
3: first of all, in the relationship with your children, who are the most important people in your life as, you know, they become possibly jealous or who's, you know, who's competing for my parents' attention, right? Yeah. That's a big thing. It can cause a rupture with a co-parent,
4: right? There's a lot of feel, deep feelings there. Well, you know, you have to think about the ex. I agree because... You're going to co-parent with them for the rest like you're going to be parents together forever That's and why it doesn't mean don't get into a relationship because it's not good for the ex mm-hmm. you have to be sensitive right Chris like you know
1: yeah
2: well I, I have I my own know. story behind yeah that, I want to so. hear
1: I was going to ask you have you ever introduced a new love interest to your kids yes
2: and I did and I did too early so Joanna I two totally weeks, agree Chris, with you two weeks no so it, <laughs> it was probably about six months actually and and I thought that it was serious and I, I definitely felt some pressure that uh, you know from the other uh, well the person I was dating and also for myself because I really wanted to move on and I didn't see anything wrong with it but this is what happened uh, my son who was uh, 10 at the time um it's struck a chord of fear in him that I've never seen before you know when when I actually introduced her and uh, the the aftermath was a lot of tears and I just asked him I said you know son what's wrong and he told me what he was afraid of and he was afraid of losing me you know
4: mm-hmm. So they finally have you, you're one-on-one, and then you get a partner and you think you gonna... more with our guests
1: after the break. You're listening to Single in the City on Talk Radio AM six forty.
0: Now back to Single in the City with Laura Bellata on Talk Radio AM six forty.
1: Get expert advice and all the answers you need. You're tuned in to Single in the City on Talk Radio AM 640. Joining me today is Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes, Joanna Sidel, a Toronto family fa- therapist who specializes in separation and divorce, and Chris, a single parent. We are discussing dating as a single parent. And before the break, we were discussing how parents can deal with new partners and Joanna, you wanted to, or you had something to say. Well, Sandra, what Sandra was saying Sandra
3: touched on something really important, um, and that's the importance of of the co-parenting relationship and saving that relationship, preserving it. Um, and one of the common practices um, that's happening now is co-parents are actually putting into their separation how to introduce new partners and the role that a new partner is going to play in the child's life. And I think this is a very important. Um, plan to have because it, it shows that both parents can be on the same
1: page around this. I wouldn't think that a lot of parents know about this. Is this something new?
3: I, I I don't know. I wouldn't say it's new. I'm saying it's more common practice now, as we've as we've observed over time the conflict that can happen um, as couples separate and reintroduce new partners. Um, you know, there's we've in in I guess the family law world in the parenting plan and separation agreement world, they've developed new practices about how to plan in order to reduce the reduce the conflict and preserve the co-parenting relationship.
1: Very, very interesting. Okay, so do you think that someone who has children should try to date someone with children? Because I always suggest that they do. I think that they're better matched. They have more in common. Joanna, what do you think? Well, I think it could be a great match, right? It's the potential there to
3: date someone who has children and, and the potential to have the children ha- develop a relationship and even become a blended family. You know, blended families can work really well mm-hmm. together. But what's more important is that your partner, the new partner, has an interest in children. They're good with children. Mm. They like children. They're willing to support um, the demand that come with, you know, parenting a children. And if they're not, I mean, to me, that's a deal breaker, out the door. Chris, you're dating someone now.
2: Yeah, does and she, she have children? does not have children. So I'm, I'm listening to this, and, and I really see both sides because, you know, in one sense, you've got this new person uh, being invited into the family, right? Um, and, you know, that's pretty... problematic, right? So now you've got maybe two other children, three other children. So now you could multiply, you know, the the problems that could happen. But on on the other side, you know, from myself, I I came from um, a family that was split and uh, my father, he got into a relationship with uh, a woman who had two kids and it made it fun. For me hmm. because, yeah, I basically had an opportunity to meet two people that were more or less my age and we got to do trips together yes, and it made yes. it fun and made the transition mm-hmm. a little easier for me.
4: It's true. I know a lot of blended families uh, who are having a blast together, which is great. The it's Brady not, Bunch. The Brady, the Brady Bunch. <laughs> it's not always like that. There's some where sometimes the ex spouse gets involved. As soon as they see happiness with the ex, with a new partner, and the kids are all getting along, the ex spouse gets in there because she's possessive of the kids or he's possessive of the kids. Sandra,
1: what do you prefer? Would you want to meet someone with kids or not?
4: Well, I say with kids, but it's because ironically. Because you have two kids. I have two kids. Ironically, every guy I've dated had no kids. Go figure. And, um, and what did you find? Well, I, I've i never introduced anyone to my kids. Okay, but, okay, but were they okay with the kids? Yes, Okay. But I keep things, see, everybody does things different. I am totally cool for as long as possible, keeping kids out of the picture. I want to parent my kids on my own. I'm not looking for a dad for them. Everybody's different. Eventually, I would like that, um, but it's got to be with the right person for me and the kids. So I'm taking my time six, seven, it's been six years, like I said. I am no rush because uh, even well, though I what, have my partnerships. Yeah,
1: why would you be in a rush? You already have kids. That's the half well, of battle. What about the
2: pressure, Laura, that the other party, because mm-hmm. uh, the other party sometimes wants to move the relationship ahead and they know that they have to meet the kids in order to no, do that. No, but she that.
1: hasn't met
4: anybody yet. She's talking about actually
1: meeting someone. I have companions.
4: Yeah. Like I have companions. What I'm saying, I know I have nobody actually, (laughs) Uh, but I, I want to get serious, Chris, like we were talking about this and Laura certainly knows this, Um, but it has to, I won't introduce anyone to the kids. Like I I had a, a girlfriend, single mom. She was separated when I was, it was a turnstile in that house with guys coming through, every guy she dated. I, I don't people believe like that. that. No, it's not Why bad? do they bring it's guys are dating? Kids, and we
1: already talked yeah. about that. Okay, and now what happens, this is important, what happens when your kids don't like your new
2: mate? Mm.
3: Yeah, so that that's a difficult situation. Like you're in a really complex situation. I mean, and at some point as we talk about deal breakers, that may be a deal breaker and you may have to end the relationship. But we need to understand the reason. Why does your children not like the new partner Hmm. is the other parent undermining the new partner in order to sabotage the relationship that happens frequently or um, is the new partner justifiably not the right fit for that kid right Mm -hmm. Uh, that that's and 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 if that's the case the child needs to have a voice right so I just listed two reasons there's many reasons we need to understand them but but if it's a justifiable reason, it really may be the end of
1: the relationship. And what happens with discipline? Does a new parent get to discipline the child?
4: Mm. So
1: That's a really, <laughs> that's a really, one, really, right? really
3: touchy area. And, I, you know, I'm going to simplify the answer. Otherwise, I'm going to be here all day. Um, but, you know, for a very long time, I would defer to the parent to discipline the child. Um, and I would refer to the new partner like like dropping the kid off at a play date. That's how much discipline you offer my children, right? Like that's, that's the boundary around that. Um, so I, I don't recommend discipline until a real secure attachment is developed. They, 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 they feel love towards the step parent or the new partner. They feel it's a committed relationship. They feel security. That new partner is keeping them safe. That new partner is involved in their life, taking them to school helping them with their homework. Until that new partner or our partner has established that role, then I wouldn't recommend any discipline.
1: Thank you, Joanna Saddell, Toronto Family Therapist. You're getting the right advice from the experts right here on Single in the City on Talk Radio AM 640.
0: You're listening to Single in the City with Laura Vellata on Talk Radio AM 640.
1: This is Laura Bellotta. You're tuned in to Single in the City on Talk Radio AM 640. In studio today, we have Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes, Joanna Sadell, a family therapist who specializes in separation and divorce, and Chris is here to give us his insight and experience with being a single parent. We are discussing dating as a single parent. Chris, this one's for you. So what advice can you give to other men and women who are about to be single parents?
2: I would say that they need to understand that the kids do have to come first. Now, that's a bit of a cliche statement these days, but they're going to... Please gonna...
1: don't put that in your online dating profile. You weren't one of
2: those, were you? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Because that my... would make
1: women run for the hills.
2: <laughs> mm. my, my online dating was like my Facebook. It was, it was pretty much real. I, I might have said I was 6'2 instead of 6' <laughs> tall, but other than that, yeah, it was pretty real.
1: You, did, did you
4: do that?
2: I, I did. Why? I about their Why? height. I, I fudged it a little bit. Tall. I really did. Why and did you fudge maybe, it? Maybe it was six one. I, I tried not to exaggerate it too See, much. See, I'm five
4: but... ten. I have a problem with that. I always divide by two when they post their height because I know they're full of it. I can understand
1: if you were five three or five four, but well, Chris, you're six feet. <laughs>
2: here's the deal, though, insecurity. And Yeah, you but know, you I'm
1: going to find out that you're you, a liar. And you know what's funny? You wouldn't think of looking at you, uh, ladies, look them up. Yeah, Chris Simpson, the all-inclusive yeah. diet. You wouldn't think looking at you that you would have anything to be insecure about.
2: Mm-hmm. But after a so it, divorce. It doesn't
1: matter how good looking you are. right? But, after a
4: divorce, the body image goes in the tanker. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I does. mean,
3: it's, you know, you've had children, you've had a 20 year marriage or something. You, you know, your self esteem is really shot when you have to go back and re enter the dating world. So that comes with this self-examination, right? the self re- examination, right? The reflection on ourselves to develop our, our body image and, and our self esteem. So, Chris, we, we cut you off, sorry.
2: Right. So, that's going <laughs> to be a challenge to put the kids first because we have our own needs, you know, the need for companionship. And I, I really had to second guess that as I went along because my natural urges would would drive me towards that companionship and and to do things that, you know, may uh, put my kids out of the picture. You know, maybe it would just be for a day or for a night or for, a, uh, you know, a, a trip that I would go away on, th- these kinds of things. So, I'll give you a really good example, actually. Uh, you and invited me to this show last week. I said I couldn't. And I couldn't because I had already made plans with well, I my. I wanted kids. you to
1: come on the health and fitness show.
2: You did. You that's did. What you do you for a did. Living, and yeah. you know what? I, I, got a, I got I got another backstory here. Like I always wanted to be on TV and radio, and, and it just never happened. I took a different path. So.
1: So now you're trying to take my job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going to trip you on the way out of here, but um, but my, my whole point here is that uh, I, I basically said no, and and I was proud of myself. I, I had no FOMO, fear of missing out. I actually was proud that I no made that decision to be
4: with your kids instead of doing
2: this, exactly. even though you wanted to be on TV. Exactly. Yes. And I respected
1: that when yes. you told me that. That's
2: yes. right. So that's just an example of, of putting the kids first and putting it into practice.
3: Okay. And sorry, really Joanna, quickly, yeah. Chris mentioned putting the kids first, um, and but he has his own needs. Don't don't forget, our kids individuate from us. They go on playdates, mm-hmm. they go on sleepovers, they have a whole life outside of us. Mm-hmm. You know, parents, you're entitled
1: to some individuation time too. Yes. Okay. And I, that's yeah, the sorry, guilt.
4: No, that's the guilt part. So.
1: So Joanna, what is a healthier situation for the kids: living in an unhappy home, or divorce? That's an amazing question that that
3: people ask me every day. And what research has found is that an unhappy home Mm -hmm. is not healthy for the children. Even though they're married, even if they're married, if there is conflict in the home, I'm going to say it again.
1: That's what breaks the child's spirit. We need to take a break. More from our experts when we come back. You're listening to Talk Radio AM six forty.
0: This is Single in the City with Laura Bellotta on Talk Radio, AM 640.
4: I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today is a tip for the new first-time homebuyer. Get your finances in order and get a mortgage pre-approval, even before you decide to look for a place. Like what? Well, you know, in today's real estate market, buyers need to move really fast when putting in an offer on a place. So they need to know what amount is safe for them in order to get a mortgage to cover it. And a mortgage pre-approval lets you know what you can afford. For anyone I can help, call or email me with any questions. They can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com. 416-322-8000. Talk Radio
1: AM640. We're talking about dating as a single parent. My co-host is Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes and Joanna Sedell, a family therapist who specializes in separation and divorce and Chris Simpson, a single parent who found out that being a single dad allowed him to be a better dad and before the break I asked Joanna about you know what what is a healthier situation for the kids living in an unhappy home or divorce and she didn't finish that so with that so she's going to continue right now.
3: So living in an unhappy home that's characterized by conflict or mistrust isn't good for the child or children the biggest predictor of good adjustment for a child in in adulthood is having secure and healthy relationships in their home Um, And this is going to predict a children's ability to relate in their relationships as adults. Are they gonna be good employees? Are they gonna make good intimate partners, right? We need to keep this in mind as we're parenting our children.
4: Well, one thing I found important is role modeling. We know in parenting, and on the parenting show we talk about this, but when you're role modeling a positive relationship, then your kid's gonna grow up in a positive relationship. If there's conflict in your relationship, that's what all the kids know. And I know for me as a single parent, I'm taking my time because when I do hook up with someone, I want my kids to see that he's treating me well because that's how a man treats a woman, how a woman treats a man with respect. Because honestly, it wasn't there in my marriage And all fairness to both me and my ex. So mm-hmm. I think that's really important moving forward, too, is when I talk to Chris about patterns, is removing old patterns, first of all, to make sure you're not getting into another conflict-ridden relationship moving forward, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. People,
4: people do that all the time. I don't get that. Absolutely. Like they, they're not thinking it's just like, I want a relationship. I don't care. It's the exact same thing as your marriage. You're screaming and because like,
1: they think it makes them feel better. But it's only temporary. I know. And it sometimes so it's a personality type, right? Yeah.
4: Sometimes
3: high conflict Co-dependent people or, are high conflict people.
4: Yes. Yes.
3: And it doesn't shift
1: when a new relationship comes to light. Mm-hmm. Okay, Joanna, what factors should people consider before getting married again? And uh, uh, what I suggest is that once you've been married once, why do you need and you have kids? Why do you need to do it again?
3: I mean, that's a difficult question. And it comes to the companionship and the security and the commitment. And, um, you know, it's it's a very difficult question to answer. And that's why you need to go through the self-examination phase and develop a healthy relationship with yourself and your children before Mm -hmm. going out there and starting a new relationship. And Chris
4: learned it. Good,
2: Chris, for saying so. The hard way, the the best way. Chris, would
1: you get married again?
2: Would I get married again? I definitely consider it, for sure. I would consider it. And what would be
1: the reason for getting married again? Do you want more kids?
2: yeah I'm open to that as well i'm I'm open Aww. to a lot of things i i really am i, I well, he's pretty young i'm I'm learning to really live one day at a time even within the relationship as well and that really helps me because you know as a single dad and dating again and perhaps getting into another relationship where we get married where we have kids oh my god goodness yes. it's yeah it's overwhelming
1: you're catholic right
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's Sorry. it's really it's it's really overwhelming so what i try to do is i i just look at it you know over the next 24 hours and and what i need to do for my kids for myself for the person i'm in a relationship with and it's working really well and i don't have that overwhelming anxiety to deal with
1: where are the great guys like that eh, i know we well he's, stand, he's right like beside this. me
4: yeah but he's
2: got a check so move on Steal them. You can steal them. You can steal them.
1: Okay, so if someone has kids and you know you want to date them, what are some things to consider before you start dating them? Well, I think you want to be aware that
3: they have kids and that they're likely going to put their kids first, Um, and that you're going to have to—they're going to have to balance um, a new love interest and their kids, and that's going to be a hard balance. So that new partner needs to be on board. If you're on board with it then that's a really good indicator that this is a good this is a good person
1: but i think uh, i can see a lot of especially women having a really difficult time with that being number 2 at one point is the partner i think the partner has to at some point be not more important than the kids but but i think that at some point when does does you know i can see a lot of people getting upset with that especially women They don't like to be, nobody likes to be number two. So at what point can they, or can they ever be number one? Maybe when the kids leave the home? Well, we shouldn't look at it as a priority, right? We're not balanced. But some people too. Some people do. But
3: this is my advice, is that we're not balancing it out as a priority. You're allowed a different relationship with someone. You're allowed to individuate. You're allowed to develop a loving, committed, passionate relationship with someone that's very different from your children. Um, It's not one over the other.
1: Chris?
2: Yes, it's all about balance. Uh, in regards to the relationships, like we have a lot of relationships going on. We mm-hmm. have business relationships. We have friend relationships. Like what about mm-hmm. our friends for crying out loud? Yeah, like true, there's yeah. a lot of relationships that you just have to be conscious of and to to put time into, right? And the quality time, like Joanne was saying. So that's what we really need to focus on is, is getting that balance and understanding that we are juggling. That is life mm-hmm. and it's continuous.
3: And healthy kids understand that, right? Mm-hmm. Kids who have a good mindset understand You know, mom has to go to work every day. Dad Mm -hmm. has to go to work every day. Mom has other relationships in her life. They will understand
1: that. Well, thank you guys so much. What a great show today. Mm -hmm. We've run out of time. So thank you, Joanna. Chris and Sandra for joining me. You can listen to more of Sandra Sandra by tuning into her show Inside Jokes right here on Talk Radio AM six forty tonight at 8 p.m. If you have any further questions and would like to learn skills and strategies about communication and expectations, getting back into dating, you can visit Joanna by visiting her website at torontofamilytherapist.com. Therapist.com great web address, by the way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if you have, uh, oh, you can also grab a copy of Chris Simpson's book. Uh, He's the author of The All-Inclusive Diet, and you can check him out at chrisjsimpson.com. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the air, you can email me, laura at singleinthecity.ca. And if you're looking to meet other single parents, the key is to get out there. So check out a Single in the City event near you, Make sure to tune in next week for more dating and relationship advice. You're listening to Single in the City on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm Laura Vallada. Ciao for now.